Welcome to Running Virtually with Just Plain Dave, episode 90, Bird in Hand Half Marathon, and Life Update. Well, hello, my friends. This is Just Plain Dave. You want to go for a walk? Me too. Come on, brown dog. Let's go. Oh, it is a beautiful day. It is Thursday, I think August 15th. Ah, ha, it's September. That's funny. September 15th. Time flies. I think this will be a brief episode. I'm just going to give folks a life update, which includes a race update. Oh, so many things were in flux. I think I said that last time. That was my word of the day. Life was in flux. And it still is, but there were more unknowns last month than there are today. And so I will happily share that, one, I bought a car, so now I'm no longer worried about no longer having a work vehicle, a work-provided vehicle, that is. Um, I basically gave myself four days. Dave, you have four days. Buy a car. You need one. I'm not really a car guy, and so it's not like I make a huge priority of it. I said, you know what? What I want is something fuel-efficient and compact and something that I won't be embarrassed to be seen in, basically. Uh, I actually, I saw a little pickup truck on the side of the road for super cheap. I'm like, oh, that would be handy. I'm moving. I should buy a pickup truck. But then I realized that outside of the life cycle of this move, I don't really want to be seen driving around in a 2002 Chevy S10 with a shiny cap on it. So I did not purchase that vehicle. So I bought a Hyundai Ioniq Hybrid. It's the Hyundai version of a Prius. And uh, I'm very happy. It'll, it'll do the trick. And so with that decision made, that was like one big thing hanging over my head. That was resolved on August 31st. And then I mentioned I had looked for places to live and I found an apartment and I signed the lease for that on August 31st. All these things were falling into place at the end of the month last month. And so all these things that were a stress, that were making me worried, helping me lose sleep, or not helping, factors that were contributing to sleep loss. Um, It is interesting how our brains work, right? Like you wake up in the middle of the night and now these things you need to worry about, which you don't need to worry about in the middle of the night, but they they come to the surface. And I have a, uh, I have a trick, which is I have a notepad and I write things down. So hopefully that's like, okay, let's put that thought aside and come back to it in the morning. But uh, yeah, no, I had, I had a few too many nights of interrupted sleep. Um, and then trick number two is I never pick up an electronic device and I read a paper book. And I, I always have a, I try to always have a fiction book going, kind of an entertaining, got to follow the characters fiction book and a nonfiction book. And at 3 a.m. when you're awake, reading the nonfiction book ought to be a simple path to falling back to sleep. Um, or if you don't, at least then you're learning something. So <laughs> it's kind of, it's a win-win one way or the other. So let's see. Sign a lease an apartment in Providence. I'm excited about that. I'll be in a nice residential neighborhood, walking distance to everything. I'll tell you more about it when I'm there. And, uh, and in the job front. So I knew, last I spoke with you, about my job transition. Now everybody knows. So uh, starting in October, I will be 
an employee of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, a state worker. I will work uh, for the Massachusetts Department of Environmental Protection as the statewide brownfields coordinator. And I can share that with you today, even though I haven't started, because uh, on Tuesday of this week, I was at a conference of brownfields redevelopment folks from all over the Northeastern United States. And, uh, and I was able to share that information there. And then yesterday, during a training program, which, which had a lot of people in my industry on it, uh, my new position was made public there as well. So it is absolutely more public in the last 48 hours. I don't know. It, it hadn't been public before that, but now it is. So I am excited about it. Uh, something I am very much looking forward to. It is something that I believe in, a part of my job that I really, really like. And I think I will be able to help and support a much bigger group of people, everyone in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, um, or at least all the municipalities, uh, all the towns and cities can work through me to help with brownfield redevelopment. And so I think that's all I have for that. I, uh, but because things were falling into place, I had a special surprise. I, um, oh, this car's flying. I gave, I gave them a smirk to suggest they slow down as if they could even see my face as they went by. So, uh, yeah, this past weekend, I decided to do a little bit of a getaway because I had been so busy every weekend doing real life stuff. I, with things falling into place, I'm like, you know what? I should go down to Burdenhead, Pennsylvania and, uh, and get together with some of my running friends and do the half marathon down there. So the last thing that happened on August 31st was I registered for the race and that was the day the registration closed. I've never, never registered for a race on the very last possible day. And, uh, and I kind of I t- tried to keep it a secret. I, I told just a couple of people that I was coming down so that like I could have a dinner reservation with the crowd on Saturday evening. Um, but it was lovely. It was a great escape. Uh, for me, it was much less about the running pace and more about getting together with friends from all across the country. And uh, let's see, I think, I think the geographic spread was even better this year. So there was Sandy and Gary from the Pacific Northwest. Uh, I think they live out in Washington State. They were there. They were definitely, I think, the farthest, farthest travelers that I knew that I crossed paths with, that I knew. These are just virtual friends that I interact with through, uh, through podcast world. Um, but then there was Cindy from New Jersey and some folks from Michigan and Ohio and Florida and Pennsylvania. Um, it was great. I think our friend group included, oh, and Joe from Massachusetts um, and his wife. It was just a lovely, a lovely weekend. And so we all got together Friday evening, had a nice, had a nice hangout at the, uh, the pre-race, quote, pasta dinner, which was a nice, uh, nice mix of things to do and see. Good morning, neighbors. Have a good day. Sorry, I hope I didn't just yell in your ears. I, uh... Sorry, brown dog. You silly goof. In the act of uh, me saying hello to my neighbors, brown dog paused as I walked past her. 
and I looped her, her leg through the leash. She, uh, she just gave me that look like, what did I do wrong? Why are you doing this to me? Anyway, I, uh, so it's just great. There are people from all over the country. It is a beautiful race. Um, it's a, a modest, I'll say moderately hilly uh, course. So it's a really, really hard course to PR on, to run a personal best. Um, and so I went and ran with friends and I ran with uh, my friend Nate and coach Chris and that was absolutely lovely. And I, uh, yeah, so it wasn't, it wasn't a race for Dave to go and run as fast as he can. It was about supporting friends. And one more humble brag, there's a point in the race where there's a, a young woman on the side of the road and she is a college student at Dickinson. And uh, anyway, a woman in distress, I shall say. And uh, a couple of other runners and I pulled over, <laughs> stopped, and we were talking with her. And she was hyperventilating and having a bit of an anxiety attack. And, uh, and I'll just say what she needed at the moment was a little bit of parenting. Like one of the race staff were like, oh, we can bring her back to the last aid station. We can, we can pull her from medical. I'm like, oh, she, like she, didn't, she didn't want to come off the race. She didn't want to actually stop. But she, what she needed to do was to catch her breath. And uh, so this other woman, Natalie, who is from Poland. Oh, I guess there's someone who came further than the Pacific Northwest. But uh, <laughs> Natalie from Poland and I were helping this young woman and asking her distracting questions, trying to get her ahead out of the anxiety game and helping her slow her breath. And, uh, and I bet I spent, you know, between two and four minutes with Sarah and we got her calmed down and then we got her walking. And uh, at which point she's like, I don't want you guys with me anymore, which was fine. Um, but uh, it felt like it felt like a good deed. Hope you guys don't mind me bragging about doing a, a, a kindness for a stranger. Um, but it was nice. And, and she finished successfully. Um, anyway, it's one of those things where it's, sometimes it's nice to not be in like full-on race mode because, you know, as I was running by, I'm like, oh, wait, I, I can help. And I have, I have in the past had a young adult in my family who needed help dealing with stress and anxiety. Um, though my, my young adult... One of our tricks to help her get out of an anxiety or panic attack. Um, my, my daughter would, has a, uh, an affinity for math. And so I would out loud say, like, start doing math problems. Like, you know, what's, what's 12 times 8, you know, plus 14 times 2 minus whatever. And, like, she, it was just a way to help her just get her brain out of whatever she was thinking about before. If you're trying to do even not complicated math, you have to think about it. And so it forces you to focus. So I said to this young woman, I'm like, what was your favorite subject in school? She said, I'm an English major. And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> I don't know how to do English problems. And so I, I, I immediately realized that the situation might be helped by a dad joke, which I didn't actually think that was, I didn't know if that was true or not. But so <laughs> instead of going to a math problem, I said, okay, can you tell me the difference between Jane Eyre and Jane Austen? And she actually giggled. Like, this was how I knew that I had penetrated the anxiety attack. And uh, anyway, it, it was a dad joke, 100% pure. There was a, it was undistilled, pure dad goodness. Anyway, so I think what that young woman needed for about five minutes 
was a bonus dad and I was able to give that to her. So I had a glorious weekend. Uh, Friday and Saturday spent with the Extra Mile podcast friends. Spent Sunday with my daughter in Baltimore and her college roommates. They are living in their first off-campus apartment and, uh, and feeling, feeling grown up. Um, yeah, it's a, that's a good thing. And, uh, and then came back up on Monday and Tuesday and attended this Brownfields conference. Which, so I spent five days away from home, which was a, a long break, but two of them for, were for work. And, uh, and Brown Dog was happy to see me when I returned. So that's what I got. It was a wonderful weekend. Very happy to connect with my running friends from the Extra Mile podcast. And I thought I'd share with you folks that I am st- still have stuff in front of me. Still got the actual job change and the actual move. But, uh, but most of the moving parts, most of the unknowns, most of the variables have been decided. And uh, so hopefully that means I will not be losing much sleep. So from southeastern Massachusetts, this is Just Plain Dave. Happy trails, my friends. If you have a chance, take a brown dog for a walk.